For better or worse, mothers are the makers of men, architects of the next generation. And becoming a godly mother is the most noble of all pursuits. In Jesus, women experience the profound joy and satisfaction of that divinely ordained pursuit of being a mother. This week on the Songtime broadcast, we're continuing our study in a proverb a day in May. This message from Derek Thomas will talk about the role that mothers play in raising up the next generation, the influence, the instruction, and the love they teach us that helps us to grow in loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But first, we're going to be joined by a special guest. Rob Reno talks about how the church plays an integral role in in framing the vision for families as the many voices come together for that one message. I'm your host, Adam Miller. You're listening to Songtime Radio. All month long, we're talking about wisdom from the book of Proverbs. It's a proverb a day in May, and much of this wisdom is distilled down into how to train up a child in the way he should go so that when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is our theme verse for this series from Proverbs 22, verse 6. It's all about parenting and grandparenting. It's passing on our faith and our understanding of how to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and teach that diligently to the next generation. We're privileged to be joined today by Rob Reno, who is the author of a new book called Visionary Church, How Your Church Can Strengthen Families. He's also the founder of Visionary Family Ministries, a ministry that I highly recommend. It's a real joy to have him as a part of the many voices for that one message. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Adam. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about you, your background, and, and your foundation that you work with to, to help families uh, understand the importance of what they've been entrusted with, this gift that God has given to us of family, of this tight-knit community that is a, a place for the gospel to flourish. Sure. Well, our ministry uh, came out of our own struggles in our own home. Amy and I have been married almost 28 years. We've been blessed with seven children four boys and three girls. Our eldest two are married and off the payroll. And then our youngest is eight and a second grader. So we're um, a a big group with lots of happiness and joy and problems, uh, daily, daily problems. And so we're really in need of God's God's mercy and God's grace in our own family relationships. Um, And and it was at the 10-year mark in our marriage, uh, this would have been 2004, where God had to, to really bring me to a place of, of brokenness and repentance. I, I was a youth pastor those first 10 years. And as a youth pastor, you know, the number one passion of my life was passing my faith to other people's children. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying with other people's children. I'm reading the Bible with other people's children. I'm taking other people's children on retreats and mission trips. We're doing lock-ins. Do you remember lock-ins, oh, Adam, yeah. with junior hires? Yeah. This is a horrible horrible idea. Nobody, okay, even the name itself should tell you this is a bad thing, but okay, we're doing all this stuff. We love youth ministry, but the problem was I'm praying with other people's kids mm-hmm. and I'm not praying with mine. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the Bible with other people's kids. I'm not reading the Bible with mine. I was intentionally discipling other families and neglecting mine. Mm-hmm. And God brought me to this place of repentance. And as it says in Malachi 4 and Luke 1, turned my heart to the ministry of my family and just convicted me. Like you just said, 
that, that my ministry for God began with the souls that God had entrusted to my care. So we've been on this journey ever since, asking God to help us live that out uh, and then sharing that message from God's word with families around the world. Mm. I'm glad you touched on that. I'm really excited about uh, this book, A Visionary Church, because when you when you think about parenting, you think about families, you even think about marriage, sometimes we have this tendency to think of them in isolation, all right? So that here's my marriage, here's my family, here's my work, and here's my church, and they all, they're, they're like a, a compartmentalized plate, you know, don't let any of the foods mix in. You don't want to have this, you know, uh, combom- conglomeration of everything. You want to keep everything in their neat little cubbies. But really, all of those fall into the the community of the church uh, and and for many for many families for many cases i think that when we don't see that as the central focus the church is a place where families can come and families flourish uh, we are really setting ourselves up for failure yeah and this was a huge thing that i missed in my church ministry understanding that God has given a biblical responsibility to the church to equip the home. Ephesians 4.13 says that the task of the church leader is to equip the saints for works of ministry. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times as church leaders, we think, well, that means I need to train the volunteers at church, right? Mm -hmm. Equip them for ministry at church. And that's fine. But marriage, being a husband, being a wife, that's a ministry Mm -hmm. that God has called you to. It is an important ministry and it is a tough one. So the church has to have a plan to equip you for your ministry. Is being a parent or a grandparent a ministry? It it is. It's a great commission, disciple-making ministry for God. And so the New Testament church, you know what they did? They trained couples. They trained parents how to be the primary spiritual trainers of their kids. So just like you said, our our mission at church, our church family, and our mission at home— uh, our, our family that God has put us with. These two things go together for the advance of the gospel. We've been talking with Rob Reno, who is the founder of Visionary Family Ministries. He's written a book called Visionary Church, How the Your Church Can Strengthen Families. It's a great resource and a great ministry. If you want to find out both about his ministry and his books, please give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. That's 508-362-7070. 7070. Well, today we are continuing our series in a proverb a day in May, challenging you to read through the book of Proverbs over the course of this month. Just one chapter a day in each month brings forth its its own sort of wisdom. And this week, we're going to be focusing in on the theme of the role mothers play in helping us grow into maturity. My mother was a great influence in my life, and with Mother's Day yesterday, it's a great time to stop and think and reflect upon all of the things that our mothers have taught us. Now, this is always a challenging subject. I know that many have struggles with their mothers, or many did not have mothers as well. That, as a result, can always put a strain on this season of Mother's Day, and many mothers wanting to be mothers are unable to be so. And And that can put a strain on it as well. But there is a way in which we reflect upon this, that the Bible teaches us, especially as the book of Proverbs shows us that the instructions of our fathers and our mothers is is designed to gear us towards maturity. And those who instruct us in the word of God are there to guard our hearts and our minds for Christ Jesus. It really is a great week, and we're looking forward to it today in this message from Derek Thomas as we talk about a mother's wisdom. Heavenly Father, what we know not, teach us. What we have not, grant us. 
what we are not make us, that we might be more and more conformed to the image of your Son, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please be seated. Now, as you can see from the bulletin, I have, in fact, a number of texts this morning, all of them more or less saying the same thing, and my focus will be on the first one, uh, Proverbs 1 and verse 8, and I'll also have something to say about verse 9. But let's read these passages together in the book of Proverbs. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. For they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And then in chapter 6 and verse 20, My son, forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. Chapter 10 and verse 1, A foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Chapter 15 and verse 20, a foolish man despises his mother. Chapter 23 and verse 22, do not despise your mother when she is old. Chapter 30 and verse 11, these are words of agur. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. And in chapter 31 and verse 28, these are words of King Lemuel, in an extended narrative on the excellent wife, her children rise up and call her blessed. Well, chapter 1 and verse 8 and 9, Hear, my son, and forsake not your mother's teaching. I haven't always uh, preached a sermon, uh, to be sure, on Mother's Day. thought I would do so this year. Uh, it has a, a difficulty, of course, and we want to be sensitive to some of those difficulties. Uh, There are those, of course, who are widows and have lost their mothers and lost their wives who were mothers, and there are children who have lost their mothers, and there are mothers who have lost their children. And then there are those who are divorced and separated from their mothers or their wives, and so on. And there are some who had less than righteous mothers. And there are those who wish they were mothers and cannot have children, and for some have adopted the marvelous root route of adoption, and others not so. And you are in good company, of course, with Sarah and Rebecca and Samson's mother, at least initially. For better or worse, mothers are the makers of men, architects of the next generation. And becoming a godly mother is the most noble of all pursuits. In Jesus, women experience the profound joy and satisfaction of that divinely ordained pursuit of being a mother. Proverbs 1.8 tells us that even kings bow to their mothers. This is Solomon who's speaking. And if you turn back, or you needn't turn there, I'm just going to read one verse, uh, to 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse um, 19, uh, we read, So Bathsheba, uh, this is Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, Uh, So Bathsheba, and you remember, this was not an ideal home. It was not an ideal marriage under any circumstances. Uh, Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him on behalf of Adonijah. Adonijah was uh, another of David's sons uh, like uh, Solomon. And by the end of the chapter, Adonijah would be dead. 
because he tried to use up Solomon's throne on two occasions. And Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him on behalf of Adonijah, and the king rose to meet her and bowed down to her. This is his mother. Then he sat on his throne, and he had a seat brought for the king's mother, and she sat on his right. Solomon knew how to treat a lady, for sure, and he knew how to treat his mother, for sure. I want us to see four things in this proverb today. The first is that this proverb recognizes family. I want to make a a general point. We could easily miss it, of course. But this proverb is um, accounting, recounting a a certain social family structure of a a father and a mother and children, a marriage, a family. And what I want to say by way of a general comment is that this is a biblically ordained society. It's a biblically ordained structure. Today, uh, we live in a time that suggests that all of these things are are plastic social constructions. Now, we need to remind ourselves, uh, where does this come from? And it comes from the first two chapters of Genesis. It comes in the first creation story, and it comes in the second uh, creation narrative. In Genesis 1, uh, 27, the passage that speaks of man being made in the image of God, we read that God created man in His own image, male and female, He created them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. This is chapter 1 of the Bible. And then in the second creation account in Genesis 2.24, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The leaving and cleaving principle of Genesis 2.24. Now, of course, there are tragedies of uh, divorce and single parent families and, and, and so on, but the family is God's design. It is God's plan. We need to remind ourselves of that today on this Mother's Day. That's the first thing. This proverb recognizes family. I look just like my father, and I followed my father's footsteps in becoming a pastor and going into the ministry. My dad was a pastor, but my mother had a tremendous influence on my life. I was homeschooled, and not to say that that's the only way to do school, but uh, I had my mother as my primary teacher, and she instructed me not only in math and science and all the like, but she also gave me a great deal of instruction on how to, to love the Lord with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. When I started preaching, my dad was there to help me craft my sermons and help me in the process of writing them, but my mother was there to teach me on how to deliver it. She would sit there and have me recite it over and over and over again, and as a result, it helped me build confidence. Both of them played a tremendous role, but my mother really instructed me on how to to connect emotionally and how to relate and think and process my emotions in a biblical manner. Mothers have a tremendous impact. And this this past Mother's Day, as we remembered our mothers, I hope that you had a positive reflection and you were able to really process what your mother has given you. As we think about the wisdom of mothers in, in the book of Proverbs, our proverb a day for today comes from Proverbs chapter 9. My favorite is verse 8, and this is not necessarily the one that you would think is associated with mothers, but I have a little bit of a story here. It says, Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. 
One of the things that I have loved about my relationship with my mom is that we have grown into adulthood. We have very deep conversations, and she has corrected me, and I've corrected her, and all with the sense of love and and encouragement and being able to help each other grow, and that is a beautiful relationship. Uh, She has proven herself wise in, in more ways than one, but most importantly, in her humility her willingness to be corrected, to stand corrected, and to accept instruction so that she can grow. That is what I want to be like. I want to be wise and humble so that I can grow and I can handle criticism just like she can, and I can grow in my walk with Christ. I wonder how the book of Proverbs is influencing you over the course of this month. What is your favorite proverb a day for May? can let us know by writing to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call, 508-362-7070. Coming up this Saturday, we still have a special definitions conference with Dr. Ted Tripp and his wife, Margie, along with Dr. James Manganello, to talk about how to train up a child. You can find out more information and register online by heading over to our website at songtime.com. Be sure to follow us on social media, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow as we continue our study here with Dr. Derek Thomas talking about the wisdom of mothers. A mother's instruction is to be heeded, and it's a general word, a word that is often associated in Scripture with the idea of discipline. And then it goes on, and forsake not your mother's teaching. This is the word Torah. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our late founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse for this whole series here in May. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. <laughs>